0: We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Brent Aiken. And on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing season five of Rick and Morty. So, um, yeah, this is the first time I'm talking about Rick and Morty on the podcast. And, um, it's one of my favorite shows. I love it. And, um, it's funny because, uh, it began airing around the time when I really did start to start watching, uh, adult cartoons. Uh, it, it premiered, uh, for those of you who don't know, it premiered on Adult Swim back in, uh, back on December 2nd of 2013. And, um, and I did, I didn't end up watching it, uh, until a month later cuz i had seen i'd seen the trailer for it and i had seen commercials on tv on tv for it but uh i it wasn't until like january like early to mid january of 2014 so a month later uh until i actually you know sat down and watched it watched it and uh the first three episodes had already been out so i watched them and i'm like man i really love this show it's so funny and unique and different uh from the from some of the other adult cartoons that I've seen especially for it being on adult swim because the, uh this was you know like it, it was a little different for an adult swim show like it uh like the animation what w- wasn't uh as limited and stilted as uh, as a lot of adult swim shows are you might remember me talking about that on uh the season premiere last Thursday when I was talking about when I was ranking the five original adult swim shows but I was uh you know basically talking about how in a lot of the earlier shows and some of the later adult swim shows too uh the animated ones at least that uh that the animation is a little uh less it's a little uh a little less fluid you know like it's a little more stilted and uh and again a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were retooled uh Hanna-Barbera cartoons uh and they were kind of reusing the same models from the from the previous cartoons that they were uh, retooled from. So, so, you know, in a way it made sense, but, but I like how since this wasn't really based on a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, you know, that, uh, the animation was a huge improvement in quality, uh, from some of its, from some of the other shows on Adult Swim. Um, and, and on top of that, the humor was great. The voice acting was great. And, um, and it was just an interesting concept. And it's funny too, because, it was based on uh back to the future. Well actually it was based on this uh like little short parody that just the co-creator Justin Royland who's also the voice actor for Rick and Morty uh it was based on this little uh animated sketch that uh Justin Royland made in like the early 2000s that was pretty much a parody of uh back to the future specifically Doc and Morty from that movie. And uh and then the Adult Swim executive saw that and they thought, hey, have you ever, you know, thought about turning this into a show? And Justin Rowland came with the, came to them with the pitch about how it was going to be, you know, came with the pitch of, oh yeah, so it's going to be about Rick Sanchez and his grandson Morty basically just going on these wild, crazy, cosmic space adventures while also at the same time dealing with a domesticated suburban family life with their with Beth, the mom, Jerry, the, the the dad, and Summer, the sister, you know, and, um, and so, and, and like that, you know, it's, it's been on the air ever since, and, uh, but yeah, I just, I've, yeah, I, I love this show, I'll always love this show, it's, uh, it's just, because it's been around for eight years, and like I said, it, it premiered at a time when I was starting to seek out, like, actually start watching adult cartoons, uh, I mean besides, like I had kind of been watching Family Guy and Aquatine but you know that but other than those two I was kind of starting to watch more mature shows uh animated or otherwise and then this show came ar- came along and I was like oh man I love this show you know and um but yeah so it's it's been great uh, but that being said uh season 5 uh so season 5 premiered uh June 20th of this year and uh which came as a shock to me because i uh expected the wait to be a little longer because if you've if you're a fan of rick and morty you'll know that the wait between seasons has has gotten longer each time uh there's a each time a season's over uh the wait seems to get significantly longer <laughs> each time because uh for example the break between seasons 1 and 2 Season 1 ended in April of 2014, and Season 2 premiered that June. I mean, not that June, but uh, it premiered June of 2015. Uh, Or not June, I'm sorry. It premiered July of 2015. So, it was a little, it was about a month, or it was about a year and three months away. Not too bad, you know, I mean, that's typical. And then, uh, Season 2 ended in early October of 2015. Season 3 didn't start until April of 2017, and then... It was just a season three premiere, and then the rest of the season, episodes two through ten, aired from July to October of 2017. So that was a two-year gap, pretty much, almost. It was like, uh, well, let's see, well, a a a year and a half, almost two years. Then the gap between seasons three and four, like I said, season three ended in October of 2017, and season four premiered in November of 2019. So that was two years and a month you know, got, got a little bit longer. And then of course for season four, which I'm not sure why they did this, but they split up season four into two parts. They split, I mean, it's, it was still one whole season, but season four, the first five episodes aired from November to December of 2019. And then the last five episodes aired all in May of 2020 of last year, um, aired from like the first of May or the fourth or something to May 29th, May 30th. So, um, so, you know, I mean, ever since season four ended last year, before the trailer for season five came out this year, I was expecting the wait to be, I was like, oh, well, we're probably going to have to wait until like 2022 or something, you know, but then when they dropped the trailer a few months ago for season five, I'm like, oh shit. Okay. (laughs) You know, I was like, I was surprised. I'm like, okay, so maybe we won't, so we won't have to wait. And I feel like, and I, again, I hope this is true. I feel like we won't have to wait too much longer for season 6 it'll probably be released sometime next june because uh Justin both Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon have said that you know they're now kind of back on schedule and they they've been you know cranking out episodes upon episodes and and most of it had to do with the fact that uh they got the green light from Adult Swim for 50 more episode or 70 more episodes after season 3 uh before season 4 premiered they Adult Swim greenlit the show for 70 more episodes um spread out over an undetermined amount of seasons. And they say undetermined, but the fact but considering the fact that except for season 1 which had 11 episodes, considering the fact that every season has had 10 episodes, I feel like we're going to get 10 a season f- uh for the next 70 episodes. So we we'll, we should get up to by the time the show ends, assuming they don't renew it for more episodes or more seasons, the show should end with season 10, 101 episodes. And who knows when that's going to be, maybe 2030, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, depending on how it depends on how long of a break there is between seasons now. Because if it's just a year-long break, you know, we'll get a new season every year. It should be done by, let's see, there should be five, like five more seasons. So like 2026 at the earliest, you know. Uh, but then again, who knows? I don't know. There may be a halt in production or they may, I don't know, for some reason, for whatever reason, you know, get caught... You know, get uh, you know, get riders block or stuck behind. You know, Wh- whatever the case may be. You know, hopefully it, that won't happen. But who knows? Um. So yeah. So this season, uh, it the season premiered uh June twentieth of this year, and it the season finale, which was technically the last two episodes, but the end of the ninth episode carried over into the beginning of the tenth. So they build it, uh, in the commercials in the promo as an hour-long season finale. So it, it was technically a two-part episode, but it was also, in a way, just two single episodes aired back-to-back, you know. Uh, but then again, like I said, the ending and the beginning of those, of those episodes connected, so I guess you could, you know, call it what you wanted, you know. But the last two episodes, you know, a.k.a. the season finale, aired last night, September 5th, and... um and it was really great and uh <laughs> the the whole season has been really great too like a lot of people, especially around like season three, a lot of people uh online, a lot of the fans have been saying that the show has declined in quality over the years and uh or I mean over the last few seasons and, and I don't really think that's true I mean some seasons have been better than others, and some episodes in some seasons have been better than others, but me personally, I feel like the show's kept. A consi- a consi- what the, sorry, <laughs> couldn't talk for a second. I feel like the show has kept a consistent level of quality, both in terms of like the writing, the character interactions, the humor, and the storytelling. You know, it it's. I feel like it's kept up a consistent. Like there, to me, there hasn't been a drop in quality at all, and uh, and it's fine if some people think that. I mean, you know, that's that's their opinion, but but me personally, I feel like that it's you know, been, uh, it's kept, it's kept, it's kept everything up pretty well. And, uh, it shows no signs obviously of slowing down in terms of, you know, hitting, hitting the mark each and every episode and each and every season. Um, but this season, especially, uh, there's, there was a lot that happened this season. And again, uh, as uh, typical with Rick and Morty, um, you know a lot of the episodes were episodic and then the finale comes and just ends on this massive cliffhanger that makes you go what the hell you know like and you're 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 so excited for the next season but you're also so pissed cuz you have to wait and i guess that's true with any show but but especially Rick and Morty something you know something big and grand relating to the story will happen at the end of the season like a lot of lore will be dumped on you, or a lot of the story will be dumped on you, you know, you'll have some, something that changes, like, the nature of the show, or something that change, something that changes the characters, you know, the dynamics of the characters, or something that changes the story of the show, um, and, you know, and, and it always kind of seems like with each, uh, season premiere, not that they, uh, like do a reset, like they don't reset it and go back to oh like, oh yeah, no, everything's normal now. We're we're good. But you know, like they always kind of they've always carried things over from episode to episode. Even the even though a lot of the episodes have been episodic, they've uh, they've managed to have really airtight continuity. And um and I guess that's just, you know when you have good writers, you know, you have good continuity and, you know, you kind of keep the You kind of keep it airtight, you know what I mean? So uh, I really do appreciate that even though that there are technically episodes you could skip, uh, that there there are uh, things that carry over from skippable episodes um, that if you didn't watch that episode, you might be confused. Like there may be like one of the characters – some of the characters might change just ever so slightly, might grow a little bit or learn some important lesson – I mean, not that Rick and Morty is one to spout lessons, you know, like a preschool show. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, but they might learn something or grow as a character and, you know, and it won't be like some big dramatic change, but it'll be, you know, just a little change that that changes them ever so slightly, whether it's for the good or bad, you know, just on a small level, you know, and uh, and sometimes they'll just reference, like even in, 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 What seems like filler episodes, which to me, I don't really consider any episode a filler episode because if you have, because you don't want to have all every episode be story, you know, just story and lore and world building just dumped on you constantly. You kind of want episodes in the show that focus on the characters. And, you know, it's kind of nice when shows have story and everything, but it's also nice when you have time to just settle down and enjoy the characters going on some weird adventure, you know, which I mean Rick and Morty do a lot, you know. Um but you know, and 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 a lot of people like that. But then there's there's always that part of the fandom that you know always complain that uh the show isn't giving them what they wanted. Uh <laughs> and it's funny because it seems like each season finale they give the fans what they want because they're like man where's bird person where's tammy where's evil morty you know and then and then the season finale rolls around and everyone's like oh my god that was the, one of the best episodes ever and uh and it's just but anyway when people it's just the fans that continuously shit on the seasons when they're episodic you know it's like if rick and morty's always been episodic they've always had a an ongoing story but they've made it clear time and time again that they'll get to it when they get to it. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna rush the story. I mean, they're gonna tell the story, but they're not gonna rush it. You know, they're gonna take their time with it and, you know, they'll they'll get to the end of the story eventually, you know, because again, like I said, assuming they don't renew the show past season 10, which I feel like 10 seasons is good enough. I mean, that's, you know, but uh assuming season 10 is the final season of the show, we should you know, the finale should wrap everything up pretty nicely. And, um, you know, but I just always find it funny. Uh, like, like people have been, uh, complaining that this, that this season is sucks or, you know, it's filled with tons of filler episodes that aren't advancing the story. And it's like, I don't know. It's, and it, it, it's, I guess it's just a small majority, I mean, not majority, a small minority of the fan fandom that, uh, think this, because I mean, most everyone that I've, uh, you know, that, you know, online, that I've, whether I've watched their reactions to the show or read on Reddit uh, or, you know, seen posts on Instagram talking about it, most everyone, you know, is enjoying or ha- or ha- enjoyed, because now it's over, uh, most everyone uh, has enjoyed this current season, and uh, I just feel like, um, I don't know, I just... I feel like that's the, that's the right attitude to have. Like you can want story from Rick and Morty, like you can want, you know, the lore and the world building and, and the, the store continuing story arcs that change everything, you know, but you know, if you don't have the episodes that, uh, focus on just the characters going on random adventures, you know, it, it'd get boring after a while if it was just, you know, nonstop, you know, like I said, a dumping lore and, you know, just the fundamental world building of the show, you know, it would just get boring. And, uh, but yeah, but that being said, this season, uh, I'll get to the season finale in a few minutes, but this season in particular has, uh, has so many good episodes and some episodes that I wasn't too crazy about, but they weren't bad by any means. Like to me, I haven't really come across an episode that I would say is terrible uh although a lot of people even though a lot of people despise the season 3 the third episode of season 3 pickle rick uh and vindicators 3 which i think was episode 4 of season 3 uh and you know few others and some from season 4 the um the sexual dragon episode from <laughs> from season 4 i think that was episode 4 of season 4 a lot of people didn't like that one then again a lot of people did you know it's I, it's just a matter of personal taste and uh and if the writers think it's funny, it'll most likely be a joke or a subplot or the entire plot of an episode, you know. Um, but yeah, this season has some of my favorite episodes within the show as well. Uh, I really enjoyed the season five premiere. Uh, the first episode, Mort, Dinner, Rick Andre, which uh, is basically... uh, is Okay, so what happens is... Morty ends up uh in this life-threatening situation where it looks like him and Rick aren't going to make it out. They they've went on some adventure and we just cut uh we just cut to the adventure already in progress. And uh Rick's like on the verge of death and Morty you know carrying him to the ship ends up flying away from the exploding planet they're on and he calls Jessica and he's like, "Hey, look, I'm sorry we never really got to do anything." I think you're great and I've just never really mustered up the courage to ask you out. And then Jessica surprisingly says, "Yeah, I really would have liked to have gone out with you too." And Morty's like, "Wait, what? Really?" You know, and and so he all, all of a sudden, you know, now that he's got a reason to live. I mean, you know, he's like, "Oh, shit. No, I want to I want to live. I want to go out with Jessica." So he he ends up landing the ship but crash-landing it into the ocean. And when Rick wakes up, he's like, "Morty, what'd you do?" and then he finds out that um uh, and, and this is where morty finds out that rick has a aquaman type nemesis uh known as mr nimbus and uh <laughs> i just think it's funny because rick's past is so like we we know we know a lot but at the same time it's like we know very little of rick's past uh i mean we we do like i said throughout the series we do get to find out more and more about what What makes Rick tick as a person and, and, you know, the things he's done in his past that have made him, that have shaped him to become the person he is now. But it's, uh, but, you know, there's still things that we don't know about him. And like the fact that it's like we've never even heard of Mr. Nimbus until now. And apparently he's like one of Rick's longest lasting and, mo- and most recurring nemes- nemesises or enemies. And I don't know what the plural for nemesis is. Uh, but anyway, he's like one of his most, you know, powerful recurring enemies. And it's, it's, it seems so stupid too. Cause it's like, well, he's just, he's just like a discount Aquaman, you know? Uh, <laughs> so it's like, you'd think that, you know, Rick being the smartest man in the universe wouldn't be threatened by the king of the ocean, you know? But, it, uh, but anyway, so, so he ends up, uh, inviting him to dinner and the whole time the it's, it's like played him and, uh, Rick and Mr. Nimbus's friendship is portrayed like a romantic relationship. I mean, it's not, but it's, like, portrayed as that, like, for laughs and shit. And, um... <laughs> so, like, the whole... So, the whole plot... You know, or the... You know, Rick is trying to impress Mr. Nimbus at, the, at this... Uh, for dinner. You know, at dinner. Because he invited him over. And, at the same time, Morty also invited Jessica over for a date. Um, and things are about to get intense between the two of them. Uh and but they run out of wine. So Morty ends up going through this uh he he portals to another dimension and time passes differently there. So he um you know he ends up uh befriending this farmer. He gets some wine from him and then uh well actually the farmer yeah the farmer ends up going to uh Rick and Morty's dimension. And like I said, because time passes so differently, when he gets back, his wife's dead, and his son, his unborn son, you know, is um, uh, ends up killing him. And uh, and he's like, "You weren't there, father," you know. And he's like, "Well, I I didn't realize the time, you know, I didn't realize the time passed differently in the other dimension." And uh, and by the way, the uh, uh, Hoovy, I think that's his name. Let me look. Uh, yeah, Hoovy. Yeah, uh, the 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 guy that Morty was talking to that he got the wine from, he's, uh, voiced by Jim Gaffigan, and I, I was like, I know that voice, and, uh, I just, I didn't realize it until I looked at during the end credits that it was Jim Gaffigan, and he's, like, one of my favorite comedians, so it's, uh, it's always cool whenever a show has a, a comedian or an actor of mine that I really like as, as a guest appearance in an episode, I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, but, uh, but anyway, so, so yeah and then and then it the conflict keeps escalating and every time Morty keeps going back there to deal with the situation you know the the time you know like uh, years decades centuries pass like each time he, he goes to try to deal with uh <laughs> deal with the the aliens the alien race and um and each time uh he get, he goes the conflict gets worse because you know he keeps having to kill them because they're trying to kill him. You know, every time he shows up, they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, you know, we got to kill you because you know you kind of destroyed our, uh, you destroyed our, uh, dis our ancestors, you know, lives." And Morty's like, "Hey, I didn't mean to. It was he was gone. I didn't realize the time, you know, difference between these dimensions." And but anyway, long story short, Morty goes on a killing spree and kills <laughs> pretty much all. The entire race of aliens and um and then uh rick ends up having to save them and uh and mr nimbus saves rick and uh after they resolve their differences and um and then mr nimbus uh beats up rick and um basically he can he controls the police which that was one of my favorite lines and they're they're like wait mr nimbus controls the police and Jerry just comes out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, of course he controls the police, he's Mr. Nimbus. <laughs> like, that was obvious, like, like the fact that he controls police, like, that's so, so stupid, but it's like, oh, it makes sense, I guess, you know. But, but it, was, it was cool to see, uh, especially because season four kind of spent so long, uh, or, or not spent so long, but it spent a good amount of time deconstructing Rick and, and kind of showing his flaws a little more accurately or not more accurately, but more often, like he, he got his ass handed to him a a lot throughout season four, despite, you know, him coming out relatively. Okay. He still got beat up several times, uh, by several either equally powerful or more powerful than him opponents, you know, and, uh, and, you know, that's what the season four finale was, you know, it was kind of Rick trying to come to terms with that. Maybe he's not, you know the god that he uh and that was also kind of the end of season three too but it was kind of him coming to terms with maybe he's not this as powerful of a person as he thinks he is you know kind of humiliating not humiliating but humanizing him a little bit you know and so the fact that mr nimbus actually kind of came out on top at the end and beat the shit out of rick and arrested him (laughs) was pretty funny um Oh yeah, and there's also this subplot with Beth and Jerry trying to have a three way with Mr. Nimbus but not knowing how to ask him about it, which which that was funny, but it the reason I didn't mention it until now was because it didn't take up that much time of the uh of the episode. It was just kind of every every five minutes or so they would pop up, you know. But uh but yeah, that was a great episode. The second episode actually the first three were very like, they were fantastic, I I think. The second episode, Mortyplicity, where Basically, it's Rick, Morty, Summer, Jerry, and Beth uh, having to – it starts out with them and they get brutally murdered by another group of them. And we find out that there are <laughs> – we find out that there are these – Uh, we find out pretty quickly that there are decoys, several thousand – hundreds of thousands of decoys of the Sanchez family um, or of the Smith family. I'm sorry. Rick's last name is Sanchez we we find out that there's hundreds of thousands of decoys of the Smith family. And the whole episode is just trying to guess which family is, is our family. Like which family is the Smith family we follow week to week, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and that's, it's such a great episode because it, it keeps you, like I said, it keeps you on your toes because throughout the entire episode, you're trying to guess who's who. And every time you think, you know, which, which Smith family is the you know like I said the uh the original they get brutally murdered by another decoy family and um and it's not until the very last like minute or minute or so of the episode where we find out that it was uh that it was none of them like all the all the decoys end up killing themselves then we find out that uh the ori- the original Smith family are up in space hanging out with Clone Beth or Space Beth and uh by the way I like that they brought her back cuz uh, fans were like, wait a minute, where was clone Beth in the season five premiere? Cause like I said, usually the season finale and the season premiere kind of, uh, go hand in hand or not necessarily go hand in hand, but they, um, but they usually, the season premiere usually picks up, picks up right where the season finale left off or the consequences of whatever happens in the season finale, usually transpires, transpires. Uh, usually transfers over to the season premiere. So, uh, so I like that. I mean, it, it, she only appears in this episode, in this season. Uh, but I do like that they brought her back to confirm, like, oh, yeah, no, she's still alive. She's just hanging out in space. <laughs> uh, and then episode three, A Rick Convenient Mort, is basically, uh, Morty falling in love. Well, the subplot is Rick and Summer traveling to planets that are, um, uh, on the verge of, you know, being destroyed by, you know, either, you know, zombies or just, or, you know, the sun caving or not caving in, but, uh, the sun, um, crashing into the planet or an asteroid strike, you know, some, some, their, their planets on the verge of disaster and it's just Rick and Morty or not Rick and Morty. It's Rick and summer traveling to each of these planets, partying, you know, getting high drinking and, and just having sex with with anything <laughs> and then rick ends up getting attached to this uh one alien uh uh daphne he ends up dating this one alien daphne and ends up taking her around um you know the universe and and all the, meanwhile summer is getting pissed because she's like hey rick, dude this was supposed to be our time you're kind of your girlfriend's kind of <laughs> you know she's kind of taking advantage of you and you know she's a third wheel. you know we didn't We weren't exactly planning on having anyone besides just the two of us, you know, and then the subplot, well, I guess technically that's the subplot, but the other plot is Morty, uh, falling in love with this Captain Planet-esque superhero called Planetina, and, um, and, uh, (laughs) things, things go well for a while, but then Morty finds out just how dedicated she is to preserving the planet, even to the point of killing, like, coal mine workers, uh, even though they weren't the cause of of uh, any pollution or anything, they just, you know, they just happened to be working at the coal mine. You know, she ends up brutally murdering several dozen people <laughs> horrifically, and and it's and Morty ends up like crying, like like the his facial expression when he b- began breaking down. I was like, damn, that's like very. It was so detailed and like so. I mean, it wasn't like, like too realistic. I mean, it was still looked like it was still in their art style, but like, it's, it looked so like more, it looked so very visceral. Like it's it looked, it was so emotional, like, cause you could see the reflection of Planetina in his eyes and like his eyes just grew like really big. And you could see the wrinkles in his face, like, like his face was scrunching up and he was like crying, like, it was like, I was like, damn, that was like really well animated. (laughs) And, um, but that was a great, but, you know, and, uh, and then, and then of course, and, and a lot of, uh, you know, and even though Morty's like done worse and seen worse, I feel like the fact that he thought Planetina could be better. And at that point was better than him, you know, in terms of like not brutally murdering people, you know, at any point, you know, uh, just, just because, you know, like, I feel like he was like, well, I I can't really be with you because you did some really horrible shit back there, you know, and and it was re- very sad uh, end to the episode. Like, it didn't end with a joke. I mean, it did. The post credit scene had a joke because I mean, usually the the post credit scenes in epi- in the episodes, you know, end on a joke. Even even if the episode before the even when the episode ends with a sad moment, the post credit scene usually follows up with some stupid funny joke you know <laughs> but but I mean before the credits rolled you know Pl- Morty broke it off with Planetina she told him screw you and flew off crying and then it was just ended with Morty crying in his bed and I'm like oh you know I was like damn that's really a sad way to end the episode <laughs> and then of course we get a stupid joke during the post credit scene I mean stupid in a good way you know but uh but that those first three were all great um even Rick Dependent Spray, the fourth episode where they have to, where, <laughs> this is gonna sound so ridiculous, Morty ends up using this, uh, horse masturbator at Beth's, uh, cause she works at, if you haven't watched the show, for those of you who haven't watched the show, Beth works at, his mom works at this, uh, veterinarian's, uh, place, a horse hospital pretty much, and, uh, there, Morty ends up using this horse masturbator, and, uh, he keeps forgetting to, and he didn't fill it, and he didn't, uh, dump it out when he was done, so Rick ends up, for some reason, you know, because he's fighting these underground horse people, the chuds, he ends up needing to use the sperm for, uh, you know, to help them fight the, the chuds, and then, anyway, an experiment goes wrong, the experiment goes wrong, and the sperm end up turning into these, uh, giant mutant sperm, and, and you know, their Morty sperm, and, you know, throughout the episode, Morty keeps trying to, you know, get everyone off the trail that, oh, yeah, this was my fault, you know, I, I jacked off in the horse masturbator, but it's, it, it's, it's a little more ridiculous uh, than the other three, I mean, it gets, and this is the episode that a lot of people despised from this, a lot of people hated this episode, I didn't really hate it, I mean, it was stupid, but it was funny stupid, like, in a good way, you know, it was, to me, it was typical Rick and Morty, but the fact that everyone, you know, just went off on it, I'm like, well, I mean, they've had, you know, they've had their fair share of like, so smart, so stupid, it's smart and so smart, it's stupid episodes. You know, like I, I didn't really, I didn't, to me, I didn't really think that it was a new low at all. I, I really enjoyed the episode. True. It wasn't as good to me as the first three of the season. Cause the first three, like one after the other for me were like. Oh yeah, great, great, great. This one was good, really good. It just wasn't great. And then we get to episode 5 which is 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 my least favorite of the season. I'll go ahead and admit that. Like of the of the 10 A Mordican Grik And by the way, some of the episodes get really hard to pronounce the title of because they insert Rick and Morty. <laughs> Cuz the, like the, that's the whole thing with almost every episode and all the seasons is they insert they basically if they're not parodying a movie, maybe the very basic plot of the episode is like a parody or a reference to a movie, and the ep- and the episode titles are generally um, are you know typically um, you know parodies of uh, different movies. Like like for example, uh, the previous episode "Rick Dependence Spray" was a parody. The name of it is a parody of uh, Independence Day the, you know, 1994 movie with, or 1996 movie with, uh, uh, Will Smith. So, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and, not every episode's like that. Like, uh, for example, the Thanksgiving episode is called Rick and Morty's Thanksploitation Spectacular. Like that's not a reference to a movie or anything. That's just a, you know, a random title that came up with for that episode. But, uh, but I, I just think it's funny, like, cause some of the episodes get so get kind of difficult to pronounce correctly because because of the placement that they choose to put Morty and Rick's name in. <laughs> and, uh, and not every episode, I mean, I will admit, not every episode to me has to have Morty and Rick in the title. But, I mean, it's it's fine that they do that. I don't care. I mean, it, you know, it makes it interesting to figure out what the episode's going to be based on the title. Um, especially if I haven't seen the movie that the title is, uh, parodying, you know. Um... But anyway, yeah, that, that one, that was okay. Episode five, that was pretty much just, uh, Rick and Beth, uh, or Jerry finding out that, uh, Rick was only hanging out with him. Well, he was, he was, uh, basically he finds out that Jerry finds out that his cringiness, his sheer cringiness, uh, was, uh, was like, like he, he thought that like Rick was hanging out with these demons from hell. And Jerry thought that uh, his – Jerry thought that he was actually being cool and that they actually liked him. But he finds out that like pleasure pleasure for the demons is pain for them and pain for them is pleasure for them and so on. So Jerry's cringiness, you know, which would otherwise inflict pain on others, you know, like cringe, cringiness – uh, It turns out that you know that was pleasure for the demons. Like they they actually thought he was funny, and they're like, oh yeah, you know he's so stupid and pathetic, you know, and you know so Jerry obviously pissed out, uh, pissed off when he finds that out, and um, and you know he basically uh, Jerry, <laughs> after he finds out he gets upset, he took he pisses them off, and uh, he's kidnapped and taken to hell, and then Beth and Rick have to save him, and then you know Rick ends up figuring out that oh yeah. You know, so if we're going to defeat you, we have to think of something that is so good for us, you know, so pleasurable for us, it'll be incredibly, excruciatingly painful for you. And, uh, and they do. And, um, and, uh, that's, you know, And and then the subplot is Morty and Summer taking, uh, this cool kid, this cool new student at their school, Bruce Chutback, uh, through space, um, taking, taking them on adventures in, in Rick's, uh, spaceship. And all, and also the spaceship ends up, uh, cause we know that it's sentient. Uh, she has a voice and everything. Uh, she ends up, uh, <laughs> hooking up with, uh, like a transformer, a parody of a transformer robot, a change, a change former. And she ends up killing some of them and then gets arrested. And I liked the subplot of this episode a little bit more than the main plot. Um, uh, and the whole episode wasn't bad. It was just, uh, it was just on, it was just my least favorite of this season. You know, it was like, it was the first one of the season where I, and really the only one that I could say, eh, it was okay. You know, it was it was good, but not as good as the others. Uh, and then the next, and then six through eight are all great. Uh, Rick and Morty's Thanksploitation Spectacular, uh, which is their first Thanksgiving special, which by the way, I really w- would love to see them do a Halloween episode one day. Because they've done two Christmas episodes and now a Thanksgiving one, I'm like, man, are you guys? I'm hoping that one season we'll get a ha- Halloween episode, but um, but we will eventually, you know. Uh, but anyway, but the that that episode's great. It's basically uh, well, the president has shown up like actually shows up three times this season, but this is his third appearance, and he's pretty much a main character in this episode. But uh, <laughs> but there's these um, basically this turkey ends up, um, uh, being mistaken for the president and he's transformed And the turkeys transformed back into the president. And by the way, the president in the show is basically, uh, Obama. It's like, he's like a parody of Obama and Trump like mixed together. <laughs> uh, and it's funny too, because when the president first appeared in season two, during his first appearance, Obama was still president. And then he doesn't show up again until the end of season three when Trump was already president for like a a year, you know, he'd already been, but, I, but I like how the president's still the same. Like, I, I like how they didn't change him based on who won the election. You know, like, I, I'm like, oh, just, let's just keep him Obama. <laughs> I mean, he's not voiced by Obama. He's voiced by Keith David, who's, you know, every time, every time the president shows up, it, it's always, a, it's always going to be a good episode. Cause he's like a highlight of the show too. He's one of my favorite recurring characters in the show, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, But it was a great episode. And and so basically, the president ends up getting changed back. Uh, But everyone in the White House thinks that the president is an imposter and the turkey president is the actual president, despite the fact that his eyes are like, you know, looking in opposite directions. And he's got like a snoot hanging down from his nose, and his neck's all bulbous and fat. You know, like, there's obvious signs that he's that the turkey isn't the president. And the president's telling the truth, but they're so... They're so stupid they don't, they don't see what's right in front of them uh and so you know it, it ends in this all-out war and then it in end, it ends with uh yeah them fighting in the reflection pool in the white house and and uh and they end up bringing back the these aliens who were the original pilgrims and indians uh and um to uh disperse the conflict and uh <laughs> and they end up killing the turkey president that, that was a great episode that was one of my favorites too definitely one of my favorites uh GoTron Jer- Jeresis Rick, Vangel- Rick Vangelon Evangeline, Rick Vangelon. uh where it's basically a parody in a way it's a parody of mafia movies like the Godfather Scarface and a parody of uh Voltron the Voltron, you know the the robots that connect and form one giant robot you know that series of shows and movies you know it's it's a parody of of those two mashed together. And even though I haven't seen a lot from uh, Voltron, I knew what it was. I mean, you know, I knew that I knew what they were parodying, even though I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, I haven't watched, seen that much of Voltron. It's so popular in pop culture. I was aware of what it was. I'm like, oh yeah, I get what they're parodying. And same with the Mafia movies. Like, uh, like I, I still haven't seen the Godfather trilogy or Scarface, but I knew you know, as the narration started and the jazz music was playing and when the five Rick family showed up, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like a parody. These are all parodies of different mafia characters. Even if I wasn't quite sure who, which, like some of them, even if I wasn't quite sure some of them who they were, I was like, oh yeah, like I, you're a parody of some mafia movie star or TV show star. You know, I just not sure who you are, you know, but that was a great episode. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and again, at Okay, episode 4, the sperm monster episode, it ends with uh, one of Morty's sentient sperm uh, accidentally creating an incest baby with some of Summer's eggs. And the incest baby just is flying in space. That's how the episode ends. They don't kill the baby. He's just floating in space. Uh, <laughs> you know, last we see him, he's like shaking an astronaut around like he's a rattle. And, uh, you know, and, and then three episodes later in this episode the incest baby comes back and, uh, helps them out, and they end up calling them Naruto after the anime character Naruto, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, he, he helps them escape, the, uh, the military that, that's after them, or the anime military, and, um, and that, that was, but, yeah, the whole episode was great, and, you know, the, the, them several jokes that, that were great, like, the, the one about, well, it's not really a joke, but it was just the fact that all the Gotron ferrets—like that's what they are—they're not like ro- robotic people; they're ferrets. But uh, and they're all different colors. They form—they form into one giant robot. It's not a giant robot ferret, but they are giant robot ferrets, and uh, and they form into one big robotic man. And but the fact that they're all spread out around different areas of the globe <laughs> for some reason, just like how in in Voltron you know, or Power Rangers even, you know, that that their vehicles are, you know, they would be separated, you know, in several different locations, and then brought together to form the ultimate big robot, you know, it's just, I just thought that was funny, I'm like, oh yeah, of course they'd be all spread out, like, one's underwater, one's in the mountains, one's, you know, it, but it, it, that was a great one, Uh, episode 8, Uh, Rick Turner, Friendship of the Spotless Mort. This one is basically uh, carrying over from the end of the season four finale, where Rick is basically trying to deprogram bird person and turn or well, Phoenix person and turn him back into bird person. Because, you know, earlier in the series, uh, Tammy, this uh, girlfriend, uh, bird person's girlfriend who he ended up marrying, ended up killing him during his wedding night and um, or on their on well, during their ceremony, like during, you know, during the after party. And uh, and then, you know, season three, we find out, oh, she brought him back as a cyborg and named him Phoenix Person. And then at the end of season four, Rick kills Tammy. You know, they take down the Galactic Federation again, and Rick ends up uh, kidnapping Bird Person and bringing him back to his garage and keeping him in this stasis of just, you know, this comatose stasis almost. But anyway, so the whole episode, you know, we, we get a psyche, we get a dive into Rick's mind and uh, we get to find out a little bit more about him and his uh friendship with bird person and uh that was a really good episode i really loved it uh because like i said we found out more about rick and 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 his friendship with bird person and it was uh it was just really cool to see uh you know them it was cool to see the, their first meeting the, them them meeting for the first time it was cool to see them taking down the Goli- uh, you know uh, Galactic Federation because, you know, we we had been hinted at that, uh they hinted at that at the end of season two. So it was kinda cool to actually see them take down, you know, throughout Rick's uh Rick or throughout Bird Person's memories. It was cool to see uh you know, them taking down Galactic Federation outposts and uh Rick you know, our Rick looking fondly back at his memories. And uh and it was cool that we got a younger Rick too in one of his memories that ended up helping our Rick the current rick and uh he was like man am i gonna grow up to be you and he was like (laughs) like there was some funny back and forth dialogue between you know current present day rick and younger rick and uh and also we get this big heavy we get this massive reveal that tammy was pregnant with bird with her and bird person's daughter and and you know and and after uh well anyway so at the so I, I was like whoa that's you know like what you know i was I was I'm like that's a crazy reveal so but uh Rick ends up helping bird person uh regain his memories completely and deprogramming him from his cybernetic enhancements uh and so bird person when he comes when they come back awake from the process bird persons now fully himself again and he leaves to go find his daughter and the post credit scene is uh I don't think they said her name, but, uh, we see bird persons and Tammy's, uh, daughter in a Galactic Federation prison, and she's just, like, murdering a bunch of the prison inmates (laughs) and some of the guards, some of the the bugs, you know, the, because the Galactic Federation, their, uh, their armies and their, uh, guards and everything consist of, like, these weird green mantis-like bugs, but, um, But some of the guards are like looking over at the, her murdering like five prisoners and they're like, man, why do we keep all these violent prisoners in the same, you know, in the same prison? This seems kind of, it's kind of stupid, isn't it? And (laughs) it was just funny watching that. It was, it was funny because like, oh yeah, that's, that's true. It's like, why? This is a really bad idea to keep them all in one spot. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, with that being said, uh, so yeah, the whole season, each episode has been great, great or good or okay, like I said, the only one that was like, okay, not bad, and, and not, not that it wasn't good, but it was just, okay, was episode five, but the, like I said, consistent quality throughout, um, so far, like, probably an eight out of ten, uh, but yeah, but the last two episodes aired, uh, last night, and they were forgetting Sarah Rick uh, and Rick Marijak, which are obviously parodies of, the names are parodies of "Forgetting Sarah Marshall" and "Samurai Jack," but uh, but yeah. So the episode is basically Morty ends up. Uh, we see him cleaning up some of Rick's messes throughout, uh, you know, throughout some of the dimensions where Rick's kind of just rampaged and well, not rampaged, but where Rick's just kind of royally screwed things up for the people of those dimensions. And Morty ends up accidentally spilling some of the portal fluid on his hand, and uh, he ends up. Uh, coming into contact with uh, this guy named Nick, who was another man, who was a guy who spilled Rick's portal fluid on himself, and so he's got a portal on his knee. Rick's, and Morty's got a portal on his arm or his hand. Uh, but anyway, Rick comes in and sees that Morty's you know screwing with his portal uh, gun again, and he's like, "You really didn't think I'd notice you putting Mountain Dew in the, you know, <laughs> in the portal gun?" And uh, and you know him and Morty have a have a little argument. Morty's like, "Why don't you just go ahead and replace me?" And Rick just. Brings out this little wheel of fortune cardboard wheel and, uh, he spins it and he's like, okay, come on, anything better than Morty? And it lands on two crows and Rick actually ends up getting two crows to replace Morty. And for a while, like it's going well until, uh, until Rick's bored with them and decides to dump them on this planet of sentient crows. Uh, but then he realizes that they are re- more powerful than he thought they were. And they end up, um, coming to Earth, uh, and, um, kind of taking over, you know, for a brief period of time, I mean, it doesn't last that long, (laughs) but they take over, and, uh, it looks as though that his two crows betrayed him, because they end up, you know, uh, gaining these powers and turning into these big buff crows, and, uh, but then, but then they pull a bait and switch, and they end up helping Rick get out, and defeat the, uh, the crow people, and, um, and then and then you know everything's fine and dandy <laughs> and then and then uh the subplot with uh Morty and Nick is they're going around trying to prove that they don't need uh to take Rick's crap anymore and uh and it ends badly because uh Morty finds out or uh, you know Nick he finds out why Nick was in cuz we find out that he was in a uh mental asylum Morty finds out just how violent of a psychopath Nick is and he ends up killing him by, this was pretty cool too but he, he cuts off his hand like they're, they're near uh, a train and uh, a train's coming by he sticks his hand on the train rail cuts it off and then he drops his hand which like I said still has the portal on it uh, into the into Nick's portal that's on his knee and it he just implodes in on himself like he gets Nick gets sucked into the portal and then just poof you know just vanishes you know into thin air and I'm like well shit Nick's dead <laughs> And, um, but yeah, so, so after that, Morty comes back and he's like, oh, hey, Rick, so are we, are we good to go? You know, are are you done with the crows? And Rick's like, no, I think I'm going to stay around with them for a while because, you know, I, they're more than just disposable alternatives to you. I mean, they're, they're actually that, you know, they actually helped me out. I mean, it looked like they were going to betray me, but they actually helped me out. And, um, and so Rick leaves, Morty who's like crying like he's devastated and uh, he just travels away with the two crows and then the the next episode the part 2 of the season finale or just episode 10 Rick Mar- Rick Mariah Jack um, ends up uh, finding out uh, Morty comes back into his life he finds Rick on this planet where he's basically just become this crow themed vigilante badass complete with a crow horse and everything <laughs> it's and it's like a, it's parody it's like a parody of an anime and samurai jack and it's great but um but he finds Morty, and um and uh and what well, he finds out that the two crows are abandoning him and uh they find out they were just a re- rick was just a rebound to them and they and they move on to a, a scarecrow type uh villain and anti hero you know to help him with his missions and whatnot and so uh, Morty ends up tricking Rick into coming back by pretending, by aging himself to be forty and saying, "Oh yeah, the family's miserable without you," and uh, <laughs> of course it works, and um, and then him and Morty go to the Citadel to turn Morty back into his you know fourteen year old self, or fifth, you know and um, and then they find out that uh, well they're accosted by some Ricks at the Citadel, and uh, they take them. Uh, they take them to see President Morty, you know, or Evil Morty, and uh, and what happens is so crazy. I was like, I was like, oh shit, we're at the Citadel. We're gonna see Evil Morty. Shit's about to go down, you know. And um, but you know, so Morty, Evil Morty, ends up revealing that he is Evil Morty, and that he used brain scans taken from Rick to create a path outside of the Central Finite Curve, because what Rick's pretty much done is, and they've referenced this before. Uh, well, the Central Finite Curve they have. But what that is, is pretty much just a subset of universes that Rick has compiled together to make it seem like like he's the smartest man in all of those universes. But, you know, and we, and we thought up until this point that he was the smartest man in every universe in the multiverse. But no, he's only the smartest universe in this subset of universes, like I said, that he's compiled together uh, in the central finite curve and not only that but that he's manipulated the event, you know Beth and Jerry's lives into and Morty's life and Summer's life you know but he's manipulated everyone's lives to make sure that he has a Morty in every dimension uh that he that he is uh, in and that he's the smartest man in so you know it, I was like oh shit this is crazy you know like this completely changes everything um and it gets crazier from there but uh, but, you know, and then and then we get to see, uh, you know, Rick reveals some of Morty, some of his backstory to Morty. And we find out that, yes, uh, his wife, Diane, and a his young and a younger version of Beth, who was pretty much like, I don't know, eight, nine at the time, were murdered by another Rick after uh, after he re- after our Rick refused, you know, to, uh, you know, take up the other Rick's offer on interdimensional travel. Uh, and you know, so our Rick obviously is pissed and wants revenge. So he ends up creating, you know, he ends up crack, you know, going kind of crazy and ends up figuring out the math to build a portal gun. He builds a portal gun and just, you know, we see him go, we see a montage of him just murdering several thousand Ricks in other dimensions. And it gets to the point where he goes from pissed. He goes from like rage filled, you know, furious to, just, like, done with it. Like, he he's we see him killing thousands of bricks, and he's just, like, numb to it. And then eventually we see, and we actually get to see the moment that he actually came to Earth and met up with with Beth again and actually met Morty. Because, you know, in the first episode, it's implied that, oh, he's been gone 20 years, but then we see memories of him holding Morty as a baby, and it's like, wait, how can he have been gone for 20 years if Morty's 14 and he he met him as a baby, you know, like how, you know, and it's like, well, it was probably another universe, and lo and behold, you know, it was confirmed, that was confirmed, and it was just cool to see that actually, like, that's that's canon, or it was actually cool to see Rick actually, you know, the first time him and Beth met, I mean, that, you know, our Beth, the C-137, you know, Uh, it was cool to see them meet, like, he had just crashed the his spaceship in the garage, and we just see Beth breaking down in tears, like, oh my god, dad, you're back, you know, uh, I mean, we don't hear any of that, it was just a montage, but we see it, and it was just so, like, so awesome to finally see that, you know, play out, or see, see that, you know, uh, but anyway, so basically, Evil Morty decides to murder all of the other Ricks in the central finite curve, and go to a universe, And basically, he basically murders all the Ricks and a a good chunk of the Mortys. Uh, Rick and Morty end up escaping in this little section of the Citadel called Mortyburg, which is a, you know, it's a detachable spaceship that's uh, part of the Citadel. They end up escaping and evil Morty ends up killing all of, except our Rick and Morty, he ends up killing all of the Ricks in the central finite curve and in the Citadel and a good chunk of the Mortys too, and ends up. And he's finally free, like this was his plan all alone He was trying to escape the tyranny of Rick And trying to go to a universe where Rick was not the smartest man in the universe And and because of what we found out We found out that, yeah, no, there are other universes in the multiverse That are comprised of, that have people that are smarter than Rick And uh, But we just didn't know it until now You know, like this, you know, Rick was hiding all this shit from Morty and uh, and then it just ends with Morty or evil Morty uh, stepping out of his spaceship after he's broken through from that universe. He, you know, he goes to another universe. We don't know where. He's just in space in another universe. He gets out of his spaceship, looks around, ha- you know, gives a sigh of relief. And then he has his own portal gun. He opens a portal and instead of the traditional green that, you know, his portals usually are, or, you know, Rick's portals are, it's gold. And then he walks through... And then it cuts to black, and then the credits roll, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" You know, I was just, it was such a great ending to the season, and if, oh, and also the post-credit scene is Mr. Poopy Butthole. You know, he's now divorced. You know, he lost his job at the college, at as a professor at the university, which was, you know, from season four, and uh, and he ponders on what one should do when they realize who their loved ones really are, and how nobody has as much time as they think, and I knew it would end on some existential shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but also something stupid is oh yeah Mr Poopy Butthole because he always shows up in the season finales and every so often in random episodes throughout the seasons as well. But um, but yeah. So anyway, great season throughout. Uh, great season finale as expected. I mean they're all they always they always deliver great season premieres and season finales. And uh, and I can't wait to see with like you know they change you know the story everything changes a lot throughout the show and yet things always almost stay the same they change and they stay the same it's kind of a weird way to describe it but but now i'm i'm curious to see with how big of a change and a shift in the show's dynamic this is i'm just curious to see if it's going to if the second half of the show is going to be more heavily serialized or not um to quote rick from pre- the previous season so who knows but anyway uh I guess that just about does it for tonight's episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I will see you this Friday for uh, another series review, so take care.